Welcome to the Grace Baptist Church podcast, and thanks for joining us for this episode. Before we begin, please take a moment to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy this content, please don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. We'd like to extend an invitation to you and your family to join us for worship this week at Grace Baptist Church. We'd also love to connect with you online at gracekettering.org. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy the episode. Birthday. Wonderful. Well, you know, we hear what the shepherds heard from the angels, and the angels declared to them this is going to be great news to all to all people. Good news. The Bible says in Proverbs 25 and verse 25, maybe you can identify with this, as cold water to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. So is good news from a far country. We exist and hear a lot of bad news. Why? Because bad news sells. Uh, good news often travels very slowly. And this night, uh, God sent the host of heaven, the choirs of heaven, uh, to sing and to declare the good news that Jesus Christ was indeed born it says there in luke 2 and verse number 10 and the angel said unto them fear not fear not why because they were fearing uh they were they were scared they were startled fear not for behold i bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people i like the fact right there that this good news wasn't just for a select group it was for all people and that includes you and me when god told abraham i'm going to make of you a great nation and through you i'm going to bless all the nations of the world all the families of the world are going to be blessed this is the fulfillment Jesus Christ coming to earth is the fulfillment that all through Abraham's seed, through Israel, all the nations of the earth would indeed be blessed. And here it is on this night. They said it's going to be to all people. And it says there that there was great emotion. They had great joy in their hearts because of what they were hearing there. We've said over and over, 1 Timothy 1 and verse number 1, we've said that Paul writing to Timothy, he said, I- I'm, I'm thankful that the Lord has sent me to be an apostle. I'm thankful that he's called me in that way. And he says, and he qualifies and, and explains who Jesus Christ is. He says, the Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope, which is our hope. Certainly on this night, certainly on this night, the angels brought a message of great hope. Jesus indeed is born on that night that jesus was born it was an unnumbered heavenly host there was a a large heavenly host that was saying hey this is good news this is great hope that has come and all the prophets they had foretold for hundreds and hundreds of years that jesus christ would indeed come and on this night finally the redeemer the perfect lamb was finally born hope was born there that night in bethlehem and it indeed was great hope for all people and i want us to see the response of those in bethlehem to this hope to those that were involved mary the shepherds and all the people in bethlehem what was their response to this announcement what was their response to the witness of the shepherds and what should our response be as we walk from this place and even go into the rest of this christmas day notice in verses 17 through 18 that the public that heard about this message from the shepherds they went all throughout notice that the public marveled it says they wondered They marveled. They stood back. They were amazed. They were astounded by the good news. Just think that for many years, 
uh, these shepherds and others had read the prophets. They had read the prophet Isaiah. They had read where Isaiah said, Behold, a virgin will conceive. They had read in Isaiah 9-6 that he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Prince of Peace. They had read all these things, yet on this night, the shepherds were saying, Hey, he is actually here. He's come. And they're, they're connecting these dots in their minds. And I want us to remember also that they're there in Bethlehem. Sometimes uh, they say uh, in Jerusalem, but it was about four miles away from Jerusalem. They're in Bethlehem. And uh, the shepherds had, uh, had um, been out in the fields. And uh, out in the fields, as I said last year, I, um, there's a, the message I preached about the shepherds in particular, about the particular um, place where Jesus was born. We sometimes think it was a, maybe a, a, a stable, a wooden stable. You see, uh, you see mangers like this. This isn't probably true to form. It was probably hewn out of a rock and, and so on. But uh, there, there was a particular place that Micah 4.8 um, talks to us about, and it was the Tower of the Flock, or the Migdal Ader there in, in, uh, in Bethlehem, or outside on the hillside, where the, the temple shepherds would have a watchtower to watch over their flocks. But as well, there was a birthing stall in the, on the bottom of that place where the swaddling claws would have been kept, where they would have uh, um, birthed the, the temple sheep, the ones used for sacrifice, and then been able to, to wrap them in swaddling claws to protect them because um, their sheep needed to be without blemish in order to be brought for sacrifice. And so I, I believe, according to Micah and, and, and according to some, uh, this, this tower that is still there, and it, uh, there, there's the footprint of it, I believe that Jesus was born there. I'm not going to split hairs there. Um, but I believe that Jesus was born there and the shepherds were familiar with that place. And they came to this place and found uh, Jesus wrapped in swaddling claws, lying in a manger, which would, have, which would have been there. And so as they were there and they saw this, the Bible says in verse number 17, and when they had seen it, they made known abroad. They made known abroad. They didn't keep it to themselves. These, these were shepherds. These were working men. These were individuals that, that knew what it was to endure uh, the cold nights and to endure not being able to get a, 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 a hot bath and, and just be able to take... They were out on the hillside and knowing what it was to spend nights out there taking care of the sacrificial animals. And so they knew this, but they took this message that they saw. This, um, the baby Jesus had been born. Christ the Messiah had been born. And they took it out and they broadcasted it throughout Bethlehem in that area. Now notice in verse number 18, they made known abroad the saying. The saying. What's the saying? Look back up at verse number 10 with me. What's the saying that they had heard? Look at um, Luke 2 and verse number 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Read verse 11 with me, would you? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is... Christ the Lord. So here's a saying that they, they were going to bring. It's good news for all people. It's not just for a few. They, they believe that. It's good news for all people. It's unto you, unto you, shepherds, unto you all is born this day in the city of David. And so they, they knew this. This was a personal thing for regular people, commoners, uh, people like them. The, the shepherds were, though, a little bit of an elevated class because they kept the temple sheep. Shepherds were still shepherds. They were not the people that you went and hung out with. They weren't, oh, a shepherd is my friend. They, that wasn't a big thing in that day. They were a lowly class. And yet, unto you is born a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now, we, we run right past that word Christ so many times, but that word Christ means Messiah. 
So when the shepherds heard this, they understood what the angels were declaring to them that the promised one, the one Isaiah promised in Isaiah 7.14, the one that he prophesied is indeed come to earth. Christ, the promised Messiah, he is the Lord. He has been born. This day this prophecy has been fulfilled. And so right after that, the heavenly host declared that, confirmed it. They sang about it. They, they praised God, giving glory, praising God in the highest peace on earth, goodwill towards men. This was a saying that they could bring to others. Romans 5 and verse number 1 says, Therefore being justified by faith, being made declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It was through Him that you and I can have peace or reconciliation with the Father. It will not be by your good works. It will not be by, by who you are. It will be by your faith in Jesus Christ. Listen again to what Romans 5 1 says, Therefore being justified, declared righteous by faith, we have peace. We have that reconciliation with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you thankful today that Jesus Christ offered you that reconciliation? Praise the Lord for that. It totally changes our lives. It totally changes our destiny. And, and it is through him that we have this peace. They may know this abroad. They had a reason to tell people. This wasn't just good news about something temporal. This was eternal good news. This was something that was very, very special, and their excitement could not be contained within their group. They didn't just huddle around the manger and, and say, thank you, Lord, for sending your son to, uh, to earth to die for our sins and to give us this reconciliation. They didn't just huddle around and, and just praise God in their group. They went out and made known abroad. I want you to think about that. I don't know about you. Uh, I, I realize their houses might have been a little bit different makeup than ours, but uh, sharing good news at night. Proverbs talks about the person that rises up early singing. You, you remember that proverb? Uh, it, it, it's not the most blessed thing. Uh, maybe you remember back to a child and uh, one of your siblings would get up early and, and just speak loudly and, and so on. We have that happen in our home every once in a while. And it's not good news. It's not a blessing. It's not a blessing at all. But the fact is, here at that night, these, angel, uh, these shepherds could not contain their excitement. They had to get out into the public and they shared with anyone that could hear, would hear in Bethlehem. Do remember that Bethlehem was probably a pretty busy place, even at that time, because of the taxation. And all the, all the people were, were in different cities and as travelers because of the taxation. Now, what happens? As they heard the good news, the Bible says they wondered. The, the public wondered. The Bethlehemites wondered. Those that were traveling, they wondered. They marveled. They were amazed. They were amazed in that instant. Would you notice that the shepherd's witness brought a sense of wonder, a sense of encouragement, a sense of excitement to the townspeople? Did you notice that their witness, their simple message that the Messiah had come, that the Redeemer had come, that Christ the Lord had been born, and, and just as we heard it from the angels, we found it to be true, and now we're sharing it with you. There was a wonderful sense of excitement in their hearts that they shared with everyone, and so isn't the case today. In a day where the world is laboring under the, the turmoil of consumerism and the turmoil of just of constantly being on the go, so many times you hear in this season, I just hope that I just can't wait for the season to be over, especially those that are working in retail and, and so on. And, and I even saw a post yesterday, hey, if you're going out to shop today, be kind to the retail, uh, retail people. Why? Because the season brings so much angst 
Yet in all this, the shepherds had, and nothing was different in their day. There was angst. They were all in different cities signing up, putting down their name so they could be taxed accurately. How many of you think those, uh, the folks that were in Bethlehem that night were super excited about that? Any of you excited about taxes? Right? No. And the fact is, this was good news in that night. This was wonderful news to all that heard it. I remember sharing the gospel with somebody and getting done with talking about the fact that Jesus Christ came uh, to die for us as sinners. And he went to the cross in our place, taking our sin for us, and now offers us eternal life free and clear as we would accept it by faith. And I remember sharing some verses from 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21, for he hath made him, Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Literally a transaction that was made by faith. A wonderful, wonderful, um, uh, a wonderful good news is what it is. And I remember sharing this with a, with a person and they just kind of leaned back and said, you know, that is good news. That is good news. This week I had the privilege of leading a, a man to the Lord uh, as I was going about my, my business and the Lord just a divine appointment. And after he had accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior, he says, boy, I feel so relieved. I feel so relieved. What a, what a blessing it is to know these truths from the Bible. And we sat there at a table and just opened up the Bible. Here's what the Bible says. And the Holy Spirit uh, announced in his heart, hey, this is truth and you can accept it. What good news. Now, not everyone is going to receive good news. You might tell this good news about Jesus Christ coming. You might share it with your family. Not everyone receives the good news. But the fact is, it's still good news. And don't lose the sense of excitement that the shepherds had and that sense of wonder that they had, and don't miss the opportunity to share that with other people. Even today in your homes, share it with one another. Praise the Lord for the good news that He's come. One, uh, one preacher said it this way, the greatest threat to Christmas is not secularism, it's not consumerism, but our own boredom with the most thrilling story ever told. Let's not get bored with it. It's a beautiful story, though 2,000 years ago, it is a beautiful story. The songwriter wrote down from his glory, ever-living story, my God and Savior came, and Jesus was his name. Amen? Born in a manger to his own, a stranger, a man of sorrows, tears, and agony. Oh, how I love him. How I adore him. My breath, my sunshine, my all in all. The great creator became my Savior and all God's fullness dwelleth in him all god's fullness let's not get past that wonderful message that wonderful sense of wonder in our own hearts and share that with others the public marveled but notice mary pondered in verse number 19 look at it with me and mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart this was the response of mary this is a more private response she central to the or very, very key to the Christmas story. Jesus is central to the Christmas story. But she's experienced all this from start to finish. And as she's taking in the fact that the shepherds showed up and had been told by a, a host of angels and that the townspeople were just marveling at, at her, her newborn baby, uh, the Bible says that she pondered all these things in her heart. She kept all these things, all these things, the, the angels, the birth, the shepherds, uh, 
all the excitement. She kept all these things in her heart. Now think about Mary for a little bit. The last year of her life has really been quite different than she could have ever imagined. Nine months previous. Can you imagine the the whiplash of change? Uh, How everything in her life changed from planning her wedding to Joseph to uh, preparing to... Um, bear and give birth to a baby from the congratulations from all of her family congratulations you're getting married it's so wonderful to see you betrothed to joseph you are all going to make a great couple all the things that people say to those that are ready uh, uh, engaged to be married and so on all the congratulations that are being offered and all the planning to get together for the wedding party and weddings went on for a good many days in those days and then now as she is with child she can't walk through town without hearing condescending comments. Oh, there's Mary. Well, you know what happened with her. She says this is from God. <laughs> we don't believe it. She's been unfaithful to Joseph. From dreaming of a family with Joseph to bearing the son of the highest, from reading the prophecies to becoming a part of the fulfillment of prophecies. Think about all the change that had happened in Mary's life, all that was going on in her heart. And the Bible says all these things All these prophecies, everything she kept, she mentally stored up in her mind. She preserved it to later. Have you ever been uh, going through a time where it was hard to process the things you were experiencing? Maybe it was a trial. Maybe it was some really great news. Maybe it was was a difficult time in the hospital. And you say, I I don't even know what to do with all this. I'm going to have to think about this later. I'm going to have to process this at another time. The Bible says that she kept all these things in her heart. She stored them in her heart. And then it says that she pondered them. She pondered them. The way that she stored them is the idea of pondering is to toss back and forth in your mind, thinking about it, going through every scenario. What does this all mean? It's almost the idea of debating in the mind, not whether or not it's true, um, but to deeply reflect on the subject, to meditate upon it, to consider it, to reflect, to think deeply. And you know what? Mary, that night, though we sing Silent Night, Holy Night, Understand that a lot had happened in her life, and her life had been very noisy. She wasn't from Bethlehem. She had to travel there. She was in a different place. She was away from her family. All these different scenarios, a very noisy life. And yet, the Bible says she pondered these things in her heart. She quietly meditated on these things in her heart. I do want us to remember this, that pondering upon the birth of Jesus Christ is a deliberate effort in noisy times. And pondering on the birth and the meaning of Jesus Christ coming to earth for you and for me in these days is going to take deliberate effort. It's going to take deliberate effort even today. And you've made that deliberate effort even by coming today. And I trust that as we've sung and as we've just uh, shared the story together that you're reflecting deeply as Mary did on all this means for you. And to simply respond back to him with a thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth. And as that song uh, uh, says, happy birthday, Jesus. We love, we love you. So Mary pondered. The public, <laughs> they marveled. But Mary pondered these things. She was quiet. She has a song that she wrote uh, in Scripture in, in the book of Matthew. Her heart rejoices in the Lord. Mary was a deep thinker. And we see that even in this moment. Let's not let Christmas just pass us by as if it's some trite holiday. Jesus came, and he came for you and me. And you say, am I loved? Yes, you're loved. Jesus came. Does he care about me? Yes, he came. 
He came for you. I love what the psalmist says in Psalm 63 in verse number 6. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. Oh, that the Lord would help us to remember him even in the quiet of the night. When all the, all the thoughts come racing back into our minds to stop and meditate on Jesus. To stop and meditate on his goodness. And may the Lord help you and me with that. The public marveled. Mary pondered. But notice lastly, the shepherds worshipped. Verse number 20, look at it with me. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Don't miss that. As it was told unto them. They returned. Where did they return? Back to their jobs. Back to their duties. Back to the smelly sheep. Back to their campfires. Back to the hillside. Back to their obligations. What's exciting about that? What's the singing for going on there? The singing wasn't about their obligations. The singing is about who they saw in the manger. The singing was about what they had experienced that night, that prophecy had been fulfilled. It says they returned, and how they returned was with glorifying God and with praising the God of heaven, with praising his name. And what an amazing way to go back to your obligations. Having seen Jesus, the shepherds were joyful in their hearts. Their hearts were enriched. Their hearts were invigorated to go back to the mundane of life, praising God and glorifying Him. Why? Because everything God had said, everything the, the prophets had said, everything the angels had confirmed and announced that night had come to pass. Friends, I want us to remember this. For the shepherds, Jesus changed everything. Even the way they went about the mundane. Even the way that they went about their obligations. You know, people are excited. They get tomorrow off. Most, a lot of people, I should say. They get tomorrow off. Why? Because that's Monday. It falls on a weekend. They get tomorrow off. But you know, even in going back to work as a Christian, as one who's experienced Jesus Christ, we should be able to go back with joy in our heart. We should be able to go back with worship in our hearts. Seeing Jesus made returning to their obligations a worship service. Think about these, these shepherds, these guys going back together, and, and, and sometimes even as guys, you know, maybe we don't like to sing or whatever. Not on that night. They wanted to sing. They wanted to announce. They wanted to praise God. They were very open about that. They went back to their work with joy in their hearts. And Jesus, seeing Jesus and realizing who he is to us, accepting who he is to us as the shepherds had, will change everything about our lives, even the way that we go about our obligations even the way we return to work, even the way we go about the mundane. Seeing Jesus will change everything for us too. And the question is whether we take time to see him. When we see him as the Savior, we, like the shepherds, get to accept him as our personal Savior, the Savior that came for me. Therefore, therefore, being justified by faith. Have you placed faith in him like the shepherds did? Had you accepted the message like the shepherd did? This is Christ, the Messiah, the Lord, the Savior that has been born. We accept it and we now share that message. Have you accepted that message? Have you seen him for who he really is? Or is he just a historical event to you? When we see him for who he is as our Savior and accept that, changes everything. Changes our destiny. 
We go from being a child of darkness to a child of the light. We go from being hell-bound to heaven-bound. We go from being an enemy of God to being justified or made righteous or becoming a, a, a child of God. And what a wonderful reconciliation that is. Remember back to the day that you received Jesus Christ by faith and that reconciliation happened. Praise the Lord for that. Seeing Jesus for who he is as the Savior changes everything about our life and especially everything about our eternity. You can know where you will spend eternity after you die. Not based on your works, but based on faith in Jesus Christ alone. Seeing Jesus will change everything about you. Seeing him as your Savior will change. But you know, seeing Jesus as indeed the Lord, as the shepherds heard said by the angels that night, Seeing Jesus as the Lord will change everything about your circumstances. Notice this, that they went back to their obligations with joy in their heart. And when we see Jesus as the Lord, as he, who he truly is, the one who controls all things, the one who oversees all things, we can, we can rest in the fact he has us under control. He has us in his hands. He will continue to guide. He will work all things together for good. He will allow this trial to be turned for good. I remember what Hebrews 1 and verse number 3, for consider him, think about him, see him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest he be wearied and faint in your souls. When we see him for who he is as the Lord, the Lord that went to the cross, died in our place, faced such persecution for you and me. Do you know you and I can face the trials, the challenges of life with motivation, with strength, with endurance. It's not always easy. But when I stop and see Jesus for who he is, I can go through that. I can go through that. It says, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. Oh, seeing Jesus for who he is as a Savior and as the Lord changes everything in our lives like it did for the shepherds that night, and they went back to work to their obligations with worship in their hearts. So what's your response to Jesus today? Is it like the public? Wow, this is good news. The Savior has come. We receive it. We receive it. We'll receive this by faith. Is that your response? Is it like Mary? And I can just imagine, hmm, I'm going to have to keep thinking on this. This is too much to take in right now. How can God be so good to me? How does Jesus, the Savior of all the world, come through me? How, how does this all happen? I, I'm going to have to keep thinking on this. Meditate on the goodness of God. It's like the shepherds. Yes, my Messiah has come to redeem us. We believe, we accept it, and we share it. What's your response? Is it like one of these? We all should have a response, and we do have a response to Jesus today. To Jesus as our hope, and I trust it's like one of these. Like the public, wow. Like Mary, hmm. Praise the Lord. Like the shepherds, yes, he's come. Yes, he's come. And this Christmas day, may we respond well to our Savior. Would you bow with me in prayer this morning? And let's thank him for coming there at your seat. Let's thank him for coming to earth on our behalf today as we, as we pray in the quiet of this moment. I wonder, do you know for certain that Jesus is your Savior? I wonder if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Do you know for certain that you've been saved, that you've accepted Him as your personal Savior by faith? Is He your Savior? Not just the Savior of the world, but is He my Savior? Has there been a time where you've accepted Him as your personal Savior and you know thereby that you'll spend eternity with God because you've been reconciled to God? You say, Pastor, I do know that for certain this morning. And I'd give an upraised hand to testify of that. I do know that for certain. I know that Jesus is my Savior. Praise the Lord. So many hands. If you're not able to raise your hand this morning, I wonder, would you accept Jesus Christ even today on this Christmas day? Would you submit yourself to Him and accept His free gift of eternal life? It says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, similar to calling on a lifeguard, calling on Him, recognizing your own need, your own sinfulness before Him, recognizing He was perfect and He went to the cross in your place for you. Maybe you'd pray a prayer like this. I, the prayer does not save. Repeating the prayer does not save. But the Bible says, with a heart man believeth unto righteousness and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. Perhaps you'd pray a prayer like this. Dear Jesus, I believe in my heart that You are God. I believe that You died for all of my sins and rose again. I confess to you that I am a sinner. And I ask you to be my personal Savior right now. I place 100% of my trust in you to come into my life and to give me new life and to take me to heaven someday. I accept your free gift of eternal life. Thank you for keeping your promise in answering this prayer. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To learn more about Grace Baptist or how to have eternal life, visit gracekettering.org. And remember, you are always welcome at Grace Baptist Church.